Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and a little later today, Joan Grandizo will be checking in to talk about a brand new pet rescue organization for Orange County. Later on, Marianne Dell and I will be giving you all a crash course in basic summertime safety tips for pets. There are always so many unfortunate accidents during the summer, and we want to make sure that you know what you can do to keep your pets happy and healthy. Informative conversations are just on the other side of our opening break, so keep your radio tuned to AM 1260 for more of the Pet Place Radio Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to welcome to the show the founder of a brand new rescue in Orange County. It's Joan Grandizo. Welcome to the Pet Place, Joan. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I I have to say that when I got an email the other day from one of your partners in the rescue, I thought it was a prank at first because it said it was the Pet Place Rescue. (laughs) I know. What a coincidence. It's meant to be. And then, sure enough, it was a brand new rescue. Had you heard about the Pet Place um, television show and radio show before you uh, created the Pet Place Pet Rescue? No, but I had heard about it recently. <laughs> and um, I was going to contact you guys, and then a friend, um, you know, a rescue came along and said, you know, there's this radio show. And I said, yeah, I've heard of them, but I hadn't heard of you when I thought of the name, and the reason why I came up with Pet Place International is I wanted to start off supporting other rescues everywhere, not just locally, and so it started off as that, and then it, you know, evolved into um, a horse rescue. Ah, okay, and when you say international, are you trying to do some work out of the country also? Well, initially that's what it was. We, I wanted to support other rescues. What I did is I, I started a website that featured different businesses. And whenever they would sell something from the website, they would um, they would um, donate a, per, a, a, a portion of their proceeds to Pet Place International. So I, I didn't want to limit it to just... You know, locally, it could be a, a rescue anywhere, oh, that's and then it ended up being more of a local rescue. So, well, you know, there the are so many rescues, really yeah, right here in, in Southern California. It's, you definitely have your hands full just dealing with the, the rescues here. Well, thank God there are um, rescues popping up because it, it's at a crisis level. The, the shelters are at a crisis level. Because um, I think because of the poor economy and um, people are relinquishing their pets, and also there have been cutbacks, budget cutbacks. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of rescues have um, come forward, and um, we're doing as much as we can. Right now we're part of the uh, New Hope Partnership 
in Los Angeles, and there are about five shelters that are connected. And we mainly go to the South Central Los Angeles shelter, and we rescue about 25 dogs a month. Wow, that's excellent. And and do they go into foster care, or do you have a facility somewhere? We have our own facility. We're on seven acres. Wow. And we actually still do have a few horses left. But I had told you uh, we started as a horse rescue. We're mm-hmm. on 36 acres. And we soon realized that one has to have won the lotto or <laughs> something to have a horse rescue because that it's is so, so cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. So we really just, you know, we realized there was a, a, a huge need to rescue dogs and that we could do a lot more. So we transitioned into rescuing dogs, and it's just it's been a wonderful experience. Now, are you dogs only, or are you also helping kitties? We're dogs only because dogs and cats just don't mix well. Okay. And uh, we do have one little kitty, although, and uh, we had adopted her out about a year ago, and we ended up getting a message, an email message saying that, you know, they can no longer keep her. Oh, no. And I take her to the pound, and I said, no, 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 we, we'll take her back. And when she came back, she, she had fleas, she was underweight. Oh. And now we found out she has a thyroid condition. We're getting her, her uh, weight back up and getting her healthy. And she really needs a home with, you know, one-on-one with no dogs. She doesn't like dogs. Mm-hmm. And they chase her. So she's isolated right now. And um, it's just not a good situation because she, she's a lover. She just wants to get on your lap and snuggle and purr. And, and she doesn't have an opportunity to do that because we always have about six dogs coming through the house. Wow. So we need we to get her into off. a home. Listeners, if you want this little kitty, we need to get her adopted out. Do you have a website where somebody could take a look at her? You know what? I will put her up. Her name's um, Little Miss Kitty, Aww. and she's a gray cat with orange speckles. She's kind of a lanky kitty, mm-hmm. and she does need thyroid medication, but she's super sweet. She just snuggles and purrs, and she just she loves to be a lap kitty. And um, so as soon as we get a few more pounds on her, she'll be ready. Okay, so listeners, let's get over there. Let's check her out. Let's help her. Let's get her into a home, and, and it's going to be at the Pet Place International website, which is? It's um, petplaceinternational.com, and they can also call me directly, and um, we can go from there. She should be ready in, I would think, about a month. Is your phone number on the website? It is. Okay, excellent, excellent. You know, a lot of people complain that rescues make it really difficult to adopt a pet because they ask you so many questions and they require so many things, but... The very reason they're doing all this is to prevent situations like what happened with your little Miss Kitty Cat. And had she gone into a home that was truly prepared to have her, you wouldn't be getting her back right now. And it's really important to screen people to make sure it's a good fit with a good family who recognizes that pet adoption is a lifetime commitment. No matter what life changes you're going to have in the future, 
you have to accept the responsibility for the life of that pet and not until it becomes inconvenient, which is what so many people do. The pet becomes a little too expensive, a little too much of a hassle, takes too much time, and they dump it at the animal shelter like it's yesterday's newspaper. And that kind of attitude has to change. Don't you agree? Absolutely. That's one of the things that um, is really discouraging is if people um, see their pets disposable and um, they don't take the commitment seriously. I'd like people to, when they're going to adopt, I want them to bring the dog or cat or any animal into their family and make it a part of their family and Mm -hmm. spend time, you know, with their pet and um, have that at your, their pet, you know, sleep in the house with them at night and go places with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I just got a call today from someone who has um, a little Shih Tzu and he's trying to find a home for it after nine years because oh. their lifestyle has changed and they're traveling. And he said it's just um, inconvenient. It's, it's just it's not practical. And I just thought, who could do that to it? It's like doing that to your child. Right, and the animals don't understand. It's so difficult for them. I do a lot of volunteer work at the Irvine Animal Shelter, and there's a kitty in there who was actually 12 years old, had lived with the same family for 12 years, and they gave it up for the same reason pretty much. And she has refused to eat. Um, Her health is deteriorating quickly. The animal shelter volunteers and uh, the veterinarian who works there actually doubt that she's going to survive because she's basically shut herself off because she's so depressed going through this. That's so sad. She's heartbroken. Yes, she is. And you just can't do that to an animal. People wash their hands of animals, and I just can't see it. But on the flip side, there was this other gentleman who contacted me at at the Pet Place website, our petplace.org website, and he had a parrot. And he knew that he was going to be uh, losing his home for financial reasons. And he was doing his best to, he had been laid off, he was doing his best to get a new job and find a new home. But he just needed a temporary home for his parrot while he got himself back on his feet again. So we worked with him. We got a temporary home worked out for his parrot. And true to his word, he got a new place. He got his parrot back. And and that's what you need to do when you adopt a pet. No matter what happens in your life, no matter what curves get thrown your way, you've made a commitment. Absolutely. I mean, that's our number one criteria. And I and and that's what I always say. You know, it's just don't adopt a dog on a whim just because it's cute and you happen to be walking by. And 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 give it time because dogs change. They go. They transition. They learn to trust. They bond with you. I know when I adopted my uh, personal dog Booster seven years ago, he was a totally different dog. He bit my daughter. He had giardia. <laughs> He, he bolted out of the car and ran down Moulton Avenue and was gone. Oh, no. I was heartbroken. I mean, once I saw his picture and I met him in person, I started crying. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with him, and there was no way he was going back. I didn't go to the shelter and say, you need to pay for his, you know, medical bills or anything. He was my dog. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he would change. And um, as a Jack Russell Terrier, he was a challenge, but he did change radically and, and I want people to know that that dog, you have to give them time right it doesn't and, happen overnight 
Right, and they will they will even um, transition regarding your other pets. They may, they may not get along right away, but don't force them together. Mm-hmm. Eventually they will. They'll figure out who's alpha and who's not, and they'll, they'll get along and they'll be totally different pets. And I, I couldn't live without my dog. I mean, he was the mascot for my uh, mobile grooming business. It was called Super Mutt and uh, Lisa Viejo, and... He rode with me, and he was so cute because he was on the van, his picture, and then the people would see him in the window, uh-huh. and everyone would smile. Uh-huh. And um, he just turned out to be the perfect dog, and um, he just, I couldn't live without him. But people need to know that, you know, don't return the dog when you've adopted it after 24 hours because it chased your cat. Or even a week. Or, and sometimes right. even a month. I mean, some some dogs yes. take a long time because it's been a traumatic experience, and they're actually going through post-traumatic stress syndrome when they've left one home, they've gone to a shelter or rescue, and they're going into another home. It's completely exactly. confusing. That's not to say that all dogs are like that. Some dogs, as soon as you get them into a new home, it's like, woohoo! I'm happy. That is true. We've seen that. We have a dog right now that we're showing someone today. It's a little chihuahua mix named Kush, and um, it's in the backyard. I'm at a friend's house, and he's rolling on the grass and running around, and he's just the happiest dog in the world. He's been in our kennel at the sanctuary, and he gets, you know, he's in a kennel, and he's also in the yard, but he's not used to grass, and he's just out here having the most fun. I mean, it's just such a joy to watch. This dog's personality is just coming to life. Wow. And once he gets with his family, he's going to bond with them. He sure will, and and they'll be so thrilled to have him and so lucky. Joan, let, before I let you go, let's remind everybody what your website is so that they can find out all about what you do, what pets you have, what your fundraisers are, all about your ultimate goals and missions, the whole nine yards. Let's give your website out. It's PetPlaceInternational.com, and we're at Petco every Saturday from 12 to 5 in Mission Viejo. And our mission is to rescue as many dogs as possible and find forever loving homes for them. And we um, endeavor to, um, you know, double our efforts, triple. Eventually we want to get on the front end with the spay and neuter, going to communities where, um, um, you know, low-income communities where we can get on the front end with a spay and neuter and um, avoid this. But we find a lot of joy in uh, rescuing dogs, especially when we get them right off the table. And um, we adopt them out the next weekend coming up. Sure. Jen, I'm so happy you were able to introduce yourself and your rescue today. I know you've got so much to say and and tell us about (laughs) But we're going to just uh, refer people to your website to get a little more information. So one more time, let's give you a website. It's PetPlaceInternational.com, and we have a fundraiser August 17th, and they can call me about that. We're going to feature um, Bill Medley from the Rice's Brothers will be there to sit-down dinner at Cafe Luca in Orange on August 17th, a Wednesday night. Wonderful. So for more information, visit that website. And thanks, Joan, for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate it. You too. And we need to take a quick break now, but when we return, Marianne Dell and I have lots to talk about concerning summertime safety. Stuff. 
Don't go away, and we'll be right back with more Pet Place Radio here on AM 1260. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show with dog trainer and animal advocate extraordinaire. It's Marianne Dell. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Marie. How are you doing I'm today? I'm doing really well. And, you know, you normally come on with a lot of book reviews, which I really, really love. But we're getting into the summer months now. And I thought, especially in light of the recent uh, death of a dog in a parked vehicle outside of a mall that we should talk about some summertime safety tips. Absolutely. You know, I hear about animals left in cars so often, and I see it all the time, and it just drives me nuts that people do this. And you just can't leave your pet in the car, not just because of the health and safety reasons, but because it's against the law. That's right, it is. If if an animal's left in an ind- it's considered endangerment, and uh, it's can bring some serious penalties, and it should, because you're endangering a life. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and, and we saw that in Ontario, I think it was. A woman went shopping and left her dog in a car for three hours in 100-degree heat, and the uh, police came upon the vehicle, saw that the windows were all fogged up. They thought that was unusual, and upon closer examination, they saw a dog in distress laying in the back seat, and very sadly, even though they rushed the dog to a veterinary hospital, it was just too late for the dog, and it had to be put to sleep. Oh, I would imagine after that amount of time. It doesn't take that long at all. No, and people, even if you crack your windows a little bit, it's not that much of a help. The temperature inside of a car just skyrockets. Yeah, it's it happens so quickly, too. I... I when I have these conversations with people, I tell them, park next time you're going somewhere, park your car, turn the air conditioning and the engine off, go ahead and crack your windows that half inch, you usually crack it to leave your dog, when you leave your dogs in there, and tell me how long you can stand sitting in there. Yeah, and, and, and we can actually cool ourselves better than a dog can. Yes, we can, and we also have the means, if we sit in the car and choose to do that, to open the door mm-hmm. and get out. And most people will after about three minutes because it becomes unbearable. It does. And then if you add putting a dog in a crate, and it's not a, which is a great way to travel with a dog in a car, Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's not a wire crate that allows free movement of air, if it's a canvas crate or a nylon crate or a plastic crate, you're going to increase the heat even more. That's right. And it's it's just horrible. And, And I know that Everybody who's lost a dog this way, it was not their intention. They loved their pet. That's why they took it with them, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't take it into the store. And and I recognize they didn't do it intentionally, but this is just common sense. We wouldn't do it with a little baby. Why would we do it with our pet? No, absolutely. And unfortunately, sometimes, and this has even happened with children, people take really good, they're really good dogs who are really quiet in the car and just lie down and, oh, I'm just going to run and pop out and mail that letter and come home, and then they forget the dog's in the car, and they go in the house. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's just better. Dogs love riding in the cars. A lot of dogs do, but it's just better to leave them home during these hot months, um, let them stay in the house where it's 
cooler, mm-hmm. turn your air conditioning on for them. It doesn't have to be 62 degrees. It can be 78, mm-hmm. 76, and it will just be very bearable for them. They don't run around and do a lot when you're not home. They mostly sleep. But let them do it in peace and comfort. Absolutely. And check the water bowls constantly. I know during the summer I put out actually a few extra water bowls because they go through water so quickly in the summertime. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Although as a precaution to that, if you put water outside, please be sure to bring it in at night because you don't want to be attracting critters that we don't need to have coming into our yard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Great, great advice. And... Be aware of what you what type of bowl you put water out in. I like to use stainless steel bowls because they clean up really nicely. They obviously don't have any lead, mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't put water out in one on a hot day because that stainless steel gets very, very hot. It's going to heat the water, oh. and if the dog touches it or licks it, it, it could hurt them. Wow. Okay, that's a, that's a real good idea. So what kind of bowl do you put out instead? I would use plastic. In the summer, you know, I would look for something that doesn't have any of the myriad of chemicals that they use to make some plastic that mm-hmm. can can leach into the water. Right. Um, I'll I'll plug a company here only because I know they make some containers, and it's a company called Lock and Lock, and you can buy their stuff online. And it's a plastic that doesn't have any of the nasty chemicals in it, and you can take something like that, put it outside. Okay. Or there's also a toy you can buy. I believe it's made by the Kong Company, the people who make those wonderful beehive-shaped toys that you can stuff. And it's a steak with a plastic, uh, kind of like a bowl on top. Mm -hmm. And you can put treats and toys and water in there and freeze it. And then you take the form off, you stick it in the ground, and the dogs can lick it to get oh. some moisture. And when it melts, there's toys and things for them to play with. You can stick little Kongs in there with food in them. <laughs> so they get double fun. Oh, wow. I've never heard of those. I'm going to have to check those out. And what about installing a little licket stick it on your hose yeah. in the backyard? Yeah. Do, do you I, ever find that dogs have a hard time figuring those out? Um, I haven't used them very much, but people I know who use them don't seem to have had any trouble getting their dogs acclimated to them. So that way you'd always have fresh mm-hmm. water out there, and you don't have to deal with the bowl at all. Your dog That's just right. goes over to the the faucet, and, and it'll only distribute the water while the dog's actually licking it, so That's it's not right. wasting water either. Yeah. That's a really good idea. And how about for the folks who are traveling with their pets in the summer? Got any tips there? Well, make sure you that your dog enjoys traveling. Make sure your dog is acclimated to the car. If you're going to take a big cross-country trip, make sure you have a dog who is tolerant of that. If your dog is scared to death of driving or vomits because it's nervous or just isn't used to it, then you want to either uh, either enlist the help of a trainer, which is always my first choice because Mm -hmm. let's get someone who knows what they're doing to help you. And get your dog acclimated to the car before you shove him or her in there and take off on a thousand-mile trip across the country. Excellent advice. Uh, Your car needs to be air-conditioned. And don't be stingy with the air conditioning. Again, particularly if your animal's in a crate, they need a little more air circulated. Make sure they have water. Make frequent stops so they can potty. A lot more stops than you would normally make. Yes. Yes. Um, and remember, too, Marianne, air conditioners in most vehicles are designed to make the person in the front seat feel very comfortable. But I know for a fact that when I drive around with my kids 
in the back seats and I have the air conditioning on, mm-hmm. they always complain that it's not on high enough even though I'm freezing. Mm-hmm. If I drive with my dogs, I actually bring a sweatshirt or a long sleeve shirt or something. And uh, I point the vet- vents toward the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have fans that plug into my um, outlets and I attach them to the crates. And the fans help circulate the air, and they blow the air. They pick up the air from the rest of the car and blow it into the crate, so that helps the dog cool down. Oh, excellent. And, yeah, get the dog out and, you know, stop at rest stops. Um, stop somewhere where there's some grass or some gravel area where the dog has an opportunity to go out and potty to get some fresh water. Mm-hmm. Um, don't feed them a great big meal and shove them in the car feed a lot of little meals throughout the day or have your meal at night when you stop and then let them relieve themselves before bedtime. Okay. I also really like to see people use crates with with dogs when they take them to hotels. A lot of facilities, while they will allow pets, require dogs to be crated in the room. Um, And the advantage to that is usually if your dog's in a crate, he won't be as stressed particularly if it's a crate from home that he's used, either in the car or in the house. Sure. He won't be as stressed. It's mm-hmm. a little piece of, of his comfort zone that he's used to. And most dogs sleep much, much better and are less antsy about noises outside, uh, about feeling that they have to bark every time somebody walks by the room. Definitely. Or so the ice machine <laughs> makes noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the other hotel guests don't want to hear a barking dog. <laughs> No, a lot of hotels will not allow you to finish your stay if they get complaints about your animal. So it's real important to keep that stuff in mind, too. Definitely. Marianne, even though I really enjoy the book reviews you do, I think it was very important to go over these tips. So thanks for shifting gears this week, and we'll look forward to more book reviews very soon. All right. We need to take one last break now, but don't go away, because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on AM 1260. back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. As you know, the number one mission of the Pet Place is to help homeless pets, so let me tell you about a very special adoption event that's going on today from 11.30 to 3.30 at the Sentinella Feed Store in Costa Mesa. German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County has some great little buddies, actually big buddies, that will be there waiting for you to pause for a new friend. Come meet all the great dogs looking for new homes. And if you just want to support the rescue and say hi, they'll have a delicious bake sale going on simultaneously to help raise funds for the many dogs they rescue. It's very expensive to care for all these animals, and rescues need all the help they can get. So even if you're not in a position to adopt, come on by, say hi, head on down and eat some sweets, and visit with some sweeties. For more information, visit gsroc.org. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day.